Welcome to the True Transformation Podcast with your host, me, Josiah Novak. Welcome to the podcast. Here's my daddy, Josiah Novak. All right, welcome back to our True Transformation Podcast. It's Josiah Novak with Mr. Ryan Callen, a.k.a. Mr. I like to run makes Mr. AKA I like to run 200 miles. AKA I'm uh, just straight savage. <laughs> What's up, man? Getting ready for just a casual, what is it? Couple, couple miles this weekend. What are you running? Yeah, no, it'll, it'll be, it'll be a little longer than a couple miles. Um, and it just, just for fun, they actually wanted to add a couple more on the back end because 200 is not enough. They decided to make it 210 and then add on 5k more elevation. So Bigfoot 200, I'll be towing the line. 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time on Friday the 13th. It's kind of weird how that worked out. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's that's when the start date is. And then you get 108 hours to finish. So that's the cutoff time. The, like, fastest, elite, top-notch people, um, a.k.a. the guy who's, like, 10 miles down the road from me, try to shoot for, like, sub-50 hours, which is just on another level of insane. And for people who are trying to do the math at home, if you're just like, oh, I'm going to average that out, like 200 miles, minute per mile, that's like 15 minutes, you know, a mile. That's not bad. Well, again, just for perspective's sake, I want you to remember, okay, that'd be if you're flat and then if you're on a treadmill and then if you didn't take any breaks and then if you did it for 50 hours in a row, sure. Don't forget <laughs> about rest breaks. Don't forget about sleep breaks. Don't forget about um, elevation gain. There's 46K up and then down throughout this race. Um, that'd be like essentially climbing Everest and a half, but like, obviously you're not climbing Everest. You're just going up and down a bunch of different courses. Um, it was funny. I was actually talking to my pacer yesterday and I said, Hey, just so you know, I didn't really realize this when I first had you meet up with me, but our, our first chunk that we're going to be doing when she meets up with me, it's going to be a 7,000 elevation gain in the first like 18 miles. <laughs> it's going to be like straight up. Oh um, it's it's going to be an adventure. I, I'm looking forward. It's going to be a challenge like nothing I've ever done before. And man, life moves fast. So that's the whole point. You got to make it count. got to get after it. And uh, it's 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 going to be wild. Yeah, to say the least. Um, so for those listening at home and, and obviously those who are watching us stream this live in our Facebook group, which by the way, you guys can totally jump into the link is in the description of the show. Uh, we'd love to have you. For those who are curious, because I'm sure there's tons of them, let's talk about what's gone into your prep for this, because obviously you're not just waking up one day going, yeah, I think I'll run 200 miles today, not Forrest Gump, even though I think you might be. Um, so what, what has been the last couple months, what, what have the last couple months been like in terms of preparation for something this strenuous, this, this intense? Well, I mean, I moved, that was actually a big thing. So I'm now living in Utah, um, for multiple reasons. Um, one, I know someone who is in the area who's been working with me, um, who's been great just because the workouts that I do are primarily based through our program. But like when it comes to running, we don't really focus on like fart licks. We don't really do like seven 11 runs. And I mean, all that stuff, I don't even need to get in the details for that. That's just all training based stuff. When I'm putting stuff together, I didn't even know how to use like poles and stuff like that. I'm still a savant with this stuff. I don't like, I don't really know a whole lot of stuff. I'm learning a lot of this stuff right now. Cause this is only my third ultra. And like, that's pretty weird for people to just kind of jump right into crazier, bigger things. But it's also, I mean, you know me well enough. It's kind of my personality. 
Um, I started running, honestly, back in 2017. I hadn't done anything more than a half marathon. I signed up for one. I wrote down a goal of doing a full marathon in a year. And then after that, um, I was hanging out with some buddies in Vegas, actually. Was listening to the Goggins, got a little fired up, maybe had one or two, you know, drinks inside of me. Was really fired up. I woke up the next day and I signed up for a 100-mile race. And I was actually hyped. I'm like, okay, let's do this. So I got into the training, did it. Um, didn't really have a good plan um, for doing it though. And so when it comes to my training this time around, been a little more methodical about it. Um, I've done a lot more uh, keto OFM over the last few months. I don't recommend it for most people. Um, it's, it's not fun in my opinion. It's not enjoyable. It's not a lifestyle I want to have, but specifically for this niche, it's, it's smart. Reason being is you're beating down your body so much. And the other thing that's really huge for something like this is if you can optimize burning fat through this, the top runners are all doing it. Zach Bitter's doing it. Um, the guy who I live close to, Mike McKnight, is doing it as well. Ben Light is also a big advocate of it as well. Tim Olson. All these guys are the elite ultra runners, the elite. When you're beating your body down as much as you do doing something like this, you actually utilize fewer calories per hour. And in fact, it's the guy I run with, um, Mike McKnight, who's nearby me, he actually ran hundred miles without any calories at all at one point because he was optimizing his fat burning. And he was literally just using like a Redmond's relight salt to where he could continue to hydrate himself. So all that being said is I've switched a little bit of that for me mentally. It's challenging because what we do with our clients is literally it could be more opposite. Like we talk about high volume, high protein foods like that. And for me, that is more enjoyable and something I'll want to do more longer term. I just enjoy that lifestyle more, but I mean, results do matter to an extent as well. And I know the recovery process for something like this, when you're beating your body up, just in talking for an example to the guy who lives close to me, Michael McKnight, he in 2017 did these three races back to back to back. His time for doing them was about 206 hours and he got first place. He's just a really elite athlete, but sure. the only thing he changed from 2017 to 2019 was just his nutrition, his diet, his training, all that was the same. He cut off 46 hours from his time just because of the nutrition changes that he made. He's really strict with it, but that just shows you. And again, I wouldn't recommend this for most people. I, I just really think it's something for when you're beating your body down at this level in this, in this niche sport, I think it, it could be something that's really smart and the results that the top end producers in this sport are, are doing, I think has shown. So for me, a, a typical training week, um, when I'm staying on track with it is, is 60 to 70 mile weeks. Um, and then since I've been here, it's been more elevation gain. I wasn't getting as much elevation gain when I was in Minnesota because it was more flat or I was doing more treadmill, but being higher up has helped out a ton. Um, and it will, especially for the, the second race coming up. So I know that was a lot, but the nutrition ties into it a ton. Um, and then I'll have slower weeks like this last week where I start tapering off. Tapering just means you're doing less miles. So you're fresher for the race. So that's kind of what the training regimens look like. I haven't spent as much time in the gym doing workouts because it's, felt like it's a part-time job just doing the running stuff it's i feel like it's like 20 hours a week sometimes just running um which is great it's just trying to spend additional time working out and stuff i, I just haven't prioritized it as much so that's kind of what the typical week and nutrition and some of that stuff's looked like it's honestly it's in my opinion nothing real exciting you just kind of running a lot so but it's it's good makes sense yeah i mean we we do preach that you know there are different times for different nutrition styles right because ultimately life is full of seasons and uh for example you know we had a client you know uh he's actually got a birthday today his name's Dieter oh yeah Dieter yeah. shout out to Dieter but um yeah. you know recently he went on a camping trip and was really just 
kind of frustrated that he wasn't gonna be able to stick to his normal eating routine. And I said, why don't you just go carnivore for the weekend? You know, just pack a bunch of meat, grill out, eat a bunch of meat during the week, steaks, you know, chicken, that kind of stuff. And he's like, yeah, that makes it easy. I don't have to count calories this weekend. I'll just stick to protein because it's going to be hard to go over my calories if all I'm eating is protein. Yeah. And it worked out well for a couple of days, right? It's not a forever thing. As soon as he got back, he went back to his normal routine of eating a balanced uh, nutrition uh, you know, plan. But just for a couple of days, it made sense to have a different approach. And so with you getting ready for these races, it makes total sense to turn your body into a fat, literally just a fat prioritization burning machine where your body's relying more on fat for fuel. And then it can obviously tap into your body fat uh, as, as additional fuel as needed. Uh, plus, you know, the body stores of, uh, I think it was like 600 grams of glycogen uh, at all times for the most part anyway. So you do have some sugar stored no matter what. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's good that your body is now primed to burn mostly fats. It's more slow burning fuel. So that, that makes total sense. Um, so let's, let's talk about strategy on race day. Like what, what do you anticipate your strategy being, um, especially during the course of, cause it's not going to be a one day race, obviously no. two, 200 miles in a day. It's going to no. be all weekend. So what's your strategy look like? Yeah. So, um, going into this. And just talking to Mike, who I've run with multiple times, sees again, he's, I would consider him literally the Michael Jordan of this. It's funny. So I put a little care package together for him today. <laughs> and uh, for those Space Jam fans out there, his name is Michael. So I literally put a bottle and then wrote Michael's secret stuff on the bottle for him. And I said, you have to use this everywhere you go and whatever you do. Um, and I made it look as ghetto as possible, just like the movies, um, just for fun. But um yeah, when it comes to these different things, I'm not going to compare myself to someone else. It's stupid. Um, if I try to even compare to him, I'd just be mentally defeated. And there's going to be enough mentally challenging hurdles and how many times I'm going to want to quit throughout this race. Um, I don't need to add that to it. I'm going to just try to make sure I'm showing up to the best version of myself. I have a baseline goal and then like of what I want to make sure, which is honestly for me, it's finishing because um, I've never done one of these before. Mm. And once I get past mile 100, 105, it'll be totally new territory for me. And then there's another 105 miles after that. Yeah. Uh, so for me, finishing is key. My stretch goal is, is 70 hours. That would be just insane um, for myself. And just based off of how people have performed in the past, that'd be like a top 10 finish. I have no idea. Again, you have no idea how other people are going to finish, but that just gives you an idea as to what that looks like. Sure. Um, but ultimately for myself, I, I just want to make sure when it really sucks, you push through it. And there's a lot of times especially with, I've not experienced this much elevation climbing gain. The big thing for me is from mile 30 to mile 50 on the first day, it's a lot of flats. I do really well with flats. Um, anytime there's uphill, a lot of people think, you know, you're running a race, you're just gonna be running nonstop. It's a lot of hiking actually. Um, I have poles as well. I have lucky poles where I strap on these gloves. That's another thing. That's a big reason I came here. I didn't know how to use any of this stuff or what to do. So having someone help me with a lot of this has been really beneficial and key. Um, the virtual training was really good for putting a lot of stuff together, but like having someone actually there. And then also just for specifically this being in a location where I can actually have mountains to climb has been huge yeah. um, just for the training and what it's changed for my body. The first day when I came to Colorado and I ran up a mountain, I started in Fort Collins, it was 5,000. And then I, we went up 4,500. I puked like three times and it felt like I could barely breathe. I, I had no idea what was going on. My pace was just like, yeah, it's the elevation gain. So um, for myself, the flats, I want to, it's not even run. It's more like a jog, do like a nine, 10 minute per mile pace. And then aid stations just fill up 
on water as much as possible. You're going to try to stay cool during the daytime, during the heat. And then at nighttime, I want to go as much as possible. Um, and then just being consistent, um, avoiding all caffeine the first like day and a half if I can, so that later on I can use more of it to stay awake, to keep myself going and moving. Cause yeah, as you mentioned, like if the best and peak of the top is finishing at like, you know, 50 to 60 hours, well, now you got to think that's like two and a half days. Yeah. That's a lot of time. You know, that's like Navy SEAL style for hell week of trying to stay awake and push yourself through really like it's mentally really challenging. So that's kind of what my goals are, what I'm shooting for, what I'm hoping for, what that looks like, time frame and whatnot as well. But I mean, all your plans go out the window once you get like, honestly, like this is literally eight marathons back to back to back to back to back. You can try to plan as much as you can, but I mean, you might as well be prepared for a lot of stuff to just go wrong because it will. Like you just have to know what your weaknesses are. Um, sure. Any of you guys out there who read and listen to David Goggins, I know it's more familiar with people. He talks about this and can't hurt me. If you don't document and know what these things are going into it, you're going to really struggle. For myself, when I go downhill, I'm going to want to bomb it and go really fast. But I know if I go too fast, it'll really mess up my quads. So I got to pace myself. And if I don't, I can really jack myself up, especially early on in the race. And I can't do that. So that's a bunch of stuff that'll be going on in my head. I know that was a lot, but I hope that makes oh, sense. That's amazing, man. So we're, so people who are watching or listening, uh, who are interested in just tracking you, there's a way to keep up with you, right? During the race to see where you are. Yeah. So for all three races, the first one, just this one, um, starting this weekend, you can just Google this too. Just Google Bigfoot 200 2021 live tracker. It's all you have to do. Um, it'll be the same one with the other two races. It'll be the Tahoe 200 2021 live tracker and then Moab. So you actually, we sign up for these races. They want to make sure they're, they're tracking you. So you know what's going on. Um, people might actually be familiar with this. I think it was two years ago, uh, Goggins during the Moab got off track and got a little lost. Um, so it happens um, and it stinks because like you're already running 210 miles. And just remember this too. So if you get off track for say like three miles, you may not think like that much. Well, you also have to go back the three miles too. So it's <laughs> and then you're already running 210. So you're just adding that on top. Right. And for those of you who are like, you know, how would you get lost? It's really easy to get lost. It just is. Especially um, when your brain's not probably working at like top capacity and everything like. Correct. Exhausted. Yeah. Probably not even seeing straight. Like it's, it's hard. Hallucinations are very normal with these kind of races. Um, yeah. So um yeah it's 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 very normal and that's why having pacers honestly i even told my pacer name's caitlin like a big part of her she's she's all concerned she'd only done 100 mile race she's like am i gonna be able to keep up i'm like i got to meet her through my last 100 mile race i'm like just remember where we like how we felt after the 100 that's what i'll be when you start with me so like you just doing a normal jog i'll just i'll be barely trying to keep up at that point and just want to keep one foot in front of the other and that's what you have to remind yourself too you know we talked about on cincinnati that is literally my mindset. And the best advice I got from Michael McKnight was focus on the next aid station. You cannot think about you have 110, 115, 150 miles ahead. You just focus on the next aid station. What's next? Just keep one foot in front of the other and then visualize yourself finishing and how good that is. And from someone who's elite, in my opinion, at someone who does something like this, I thought that was just really sound advice. The key thing is making sure I fall through on that and mentally make sure I put myself there in that place because it's really easy to quit. It's really easy to tell yourself I'm done. It's really easy. I can't, I can't describe it to you other than just like what it's like to actually be in that physical, just suck. Um, it's something you really have to do. Um, that's why, honestly, I do some of this stuff because, you know, legacy and who is it you want to become and what is it that you want to do? Um, I've gone through a lot of my life of 
not really doing a whole lot. And, you know, you get to a place where you're just like, you know, let's, let's do some cool things. I'm if, if I'm able to do this, that'd be probably one of the cooler things to be able to do. And obviously just like my other belt buckles would go right next to pops, pops tombstone in, in Minnesota. So. I love it, man. Yeah. This is super inspiring. I know um, we'll be, I'll be keeping up with what's going on. Uh, hopefully get to pace you at some point in one of your races. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I'll come out there too at the end of October and for anyone following too. So I have two more races after this too. I'd love to share my experience and journey with you guys. Me and Josiah are going to be doing a Spartan at the end of October in Virginia. It's going to be a ton of fun. We're doing meet and greet. We'll see y'all there. I can't promise I'm going to be real fast at that point because I'll just have beaten my body down. But look, more importantly, we just want to have fun, be active, have a good time. Um, and then, I mean, you can see Josiah just absolutely destroy me on the um, upper body stuff with whatever it's climbing rope or whatever. He'll just kill me on that stuff. Hopefully I can you know, make sure I'm surpassing him on the running aspect. More importantly, we're just there to have fun, guys. Um, so it's a great opportunity to meet and greet and do some of that stuff. Um, I'd really recommend you guys come out there so we could see you. We'd love to just interact, talk to you. You can pick my brain about how things went. And obviously pick Josiah's brain. He's got so much awesome stuff that he brings to the table on a day in and day out basis with how to run a business and just the principles that he lives his life with. Um, that'd be really cool to see you guys. So hope we can get to yeah. see you guys and talk about that. Absolutely. Yeah. If you guys want to jump into that race, we do have a team that we're putting together. It's called the Washington OCR team. <laughs> because <laughs> it's in the dc area so a little shout out to the local football team um but yeah if you guys want to hop into that you could just shoot me a message or email us uh josiah at the true transformation.com and uh, we'll shoot you the link but it's just a spartan race it's the uh it's the super so it's a 10k uh and it's happening october 30th in virginia so it's the only one in virginia so you won't be able to miss it uh, there is one in dc next month on the 11th of september i'm running that one too if you guys want to hop in there, I'll be running the stadium. I'm bringing my two boys. They're running the kids race. Um, so that'll be fun. But if you want to hop in with the team, uh, let us know because we'd love to have you. We'll have some clients out there. I know we've had a couple clients commit to it already. So uh, it'll be it'll be a ton of fun. And we'd love to hang out afterwards, grab a drink or two and just uh, talk talk shop. And uh, we'll, we'll hang out as long as possible. So, um, dude, on behalf of the team, on behalf of our group here, Wishing you the, the best for this weekend, man. I'm pumped to see you crush it. And we'll interview uh, you next week when you've uh, crossed the finish line. You've <laughs> you've recovered a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, my, one, my one promise is this. I, I won't quit no matter what. Um, I wanted to last time so badly. I literally at mile 52 um, popped, I think it was 15 blisters on each foot. I have a bunch of moleskin. I have a bunch of stuff I'm ready. Um, yep. I've actually been wearing um, – so the socks that I have right now that are on, these are toe socks. Um, and I've been wearing toe spacers and then I'll also be putting moleskin on my pinky toe and then separating it out. Blisters are just part of the race and how this thing works. Um, but if you can avoid them as much as possible, that's key. And just not having the prep was tough. Um, but yeah, the, the biggest thing that I can reassure everyone with is barring a severe injury or something that it's literally a medical, like you have to like your crap and blood or whatever, which I know sounds kind of extreme, but like that actually happened to one of my buddies in his last race. Like I won't, I, I just won't quit. Um, I refuse to do that. And I, I wouldn't be able to look back and look at myself if I did, even though there's going to be a lot of moments where I'm going to want to. So um, people like you inspire the crap out of me, man. And um, I'm just so blessed to have you, the team, Alex, the amazing people in my life, my family and whatnot, because that's what, that's what I think about in the, in the tough moments. I think about our clients. I think about the people who inspire me. And uh, I'm just really excited for it, man. Thank you, yeah, man. I'm excited too. I'm, I'm nervous just thinking about it. <laughs> It'll be great. And I know yeah. you're crutch. And uh, 
we'll have some amazing stories afterwards. But thanks so much, everybody, for tuning into this one. Make sure you uh, shoot Ryan a quick message wishing him the best for the weekend. Uh, he's fully prepared, so he doesn't need luck, but he you know, would love your support. That would be awesome. And uh, if you haven't already, subscribe to our podcast. Uh, we are on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, all the areas where you can check podcasts out. We're there, the True Transformation Podcast. Uh, and as always, we have a free gift for you. It's in the description of the show. It's our Look Good Naked Guide. If you're just getting started and you're trying to get your fitness right, if you're a guy over the age of 30 who's trying to lose weight, this is perfect for you. Uh, this outlines our system for helping guys drop, on average, 20 to 30 pounds in 90 days without sacrificing life, without sacrificing foods they love, and doing it while maintaining a busy lifestyle, busy schedule, and all the things that come with being a top performer. If that sounds like you, download the guide, lookgoodnaked.co. Put the link in the description of the show. It's free. Grab it. It'll give you some really valuable information to get started. As always, guys, remember, life moves fast. Make it count. Talk to you guys in the next one. Peace. Thank you for listening to the True Transformation Podcast. Don't forget to leave us a rating and a review and subscribe to the show. True Transformation.